Is everybody in chapter 8 of Acts? We're going to do verses uh, 26 through 40. This is the story of Philip and the Ethiopian. And do you ever wonder where all the, the guys that write movie script and make movies get their stories from? I think it's from the Bible. Something very supernatural here happens in this, uh, in this thing. Well, actually, several supernatural things happen. Shall we pray? God, we pray that as we take a few moments uh, to read in the book of Acts about Philip and the Ethiopian, that you'd make yourself uh, known to us, help us to get to know you a bit better. Help us to want to follow you a bit more. We pray for um, Jake and Evan as they get to come up and get interviewed tonight. You would uh, just give them the words to say, Lord, and um, help us to really hear what they're saying to us tonight. Help me to do a good job being the MC. Help us all do a good job learning and growing to become like your son, Jesus. Pray in his name. Amen. Now an angel, there really are angels. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, angels can talk to you. Go south <clears throat> to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Candake, which means the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. He was on his way home. He was sitting in a chariot because that's where officials of high status get to ride. So he's in this chariot. And what is he doing? reading the book of Isaiah. Not a book book that opens up, but a scroll, because that's what they had back then. So he's unrolling the scroll of Isaiah, the prophet. And the spirit is talking to Philip. Okay, we've got an angel talking to Philip. And now we have the Holy Spirit talking to Philip. Did you know the Holy Spirit can talk to us? Wow. Okay, and what does the spirit tell Philip to do? Go to the chariot. Stay near it. <laughs> it's right near the chariot. Philip runs up to the chariot, and he hears the man reading Isaiah the prophet. And he says, uh, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Do you understand what you are reading? <laughs> the eunuch says, how can I? unless somebody explains it to me. I think he was kind of a newbie. Okay? So he invites Philip, come on up, sit with me. Explain Isaiah the prophet to me. And this is the very passage he was reading. It says, he was like a sheep uh, being led to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he didn't open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? 
for his life was taken from this earth. So the eunuch turns to Philip and says, tell me, please, who's the prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself or someone else? What's Philip do? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture, and he told him the good news about Jesus. Have you ever had somebody asking you a bit about the scriptures and you get to explain to them all about Jesus? That is the most wonderful kind of talk I think we can have. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? So Philip got a long ways in the conversation, didn't he? He says the way we show our commitment to following Jesus is to be baptized in water. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. <laughs> when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch didn't see him again. Poof. But he went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, showed up at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea, which is out on the coast. Hmm. That's a fast way to travel. <laughs> Poof. Nice to get out of the desert heat and go down to the coast. Okay. God has stuff for us to do. Did you know it? Yeah. We're going to talk about international students tonight and welcoming them. Remember those uh, four things that we were supposed to do? See, I have my diagram. I think it's better than that one. We're supposed to welcome people. And who better to welcome than those who are foreigners to our country? If you travel, wouldn't it be really cool if you made a friend who actually invited you into their home and all that stuff and taught you about the culture? That'd be amazing. We should do that for people who come here, I think is what the scripture is telling us. Philip, welcome this guy. Even though he's a foreigner, he did what God said. And he got to ask questions and, and be asked questions. And there was a really good result just from the friendship that blossomed down on the desert road in that chariot. Okay, it's probably more natural for everybody to relate to people in their culture. Yeah, it makes sense. So what do we have to do when it comes to the international students here? We have to be intentional. Anybody ever made a friend with an international? It is a hoot. You learned so much. And they are so eager to be your friend. So no matter what you think your personality is like or your gifting, you can show hospitality. We're commanded to do that in Romans 12, don't you know? <laughs> and Jesus himself commands us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Isn't everybody our neighbor according to Jesus? Yeah, we need to be welcoming of the foreigner or the stranger. So we're going to bring up uh, Jake 
and Evan, and I'm going to ask them some questions, and they're going to tell you, come on down, they're going to tell you their experiences. And I, that's right. These guys, you know, are not like experts or anything, but they've started on the journey. They've heard the angel tell them, go on the road. They've listened to the spirit. Welcome, guys. We got some questions. We're going to start off with Evan. Share a story about a specific international student you've welcomed. Yeah, um, yeah you, can, you can put the slide up if you want. Um, yeah, so this is my friend, uh, Heather. Um, I actually met Heather last week, or not last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, met, I met him last year uh, during Welcome Week. Um, basically, me and some friends were uh, just playing spike ball um, and talking to people on campus. Um, and Heather, Heather ended up walking by us. Um, so I just decided to introduce myself. Um, and I got a chance to talk to him for a bit. Um, and right away, um, he told me his name. Um, and then he told me that he was, he was here from Pakistan. Um, and I, yeah, I was just like really excited uh, to meet him. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Wow. Um, I was just really excited to meet somebody from another country. Um, and I had a bunch of questions for him. Um, so yeah, we ended up talking for a bit. Um, we had a great conversation. Um, and he told me that it was one of his first days in the US. Um, and I got to hear a little bit about his family, um, his major, his interests, and also like his country of origin. Um, and yeah, as I said earlier, our, our group was playing spike ball. Um, and so he was like super compelled by this game. Um, and so we got to start playing. Um, and he ended up having a lot of a lot of fun. Um, we probably played for like the next four to five minutes. Um, yeah, Heather Heather just ended up loving this game, um, and this also gave him the opportunity to like meet some of my some of my other friends. Um, so after this, I invited um, Heather to an event that we were having later later that night uh, called the Taco Party. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have been to that, but it was awesome. Um, yeah, but I think he was pretty tired from spike ball, um, so he said, "I'm gonna go take a nap." Um, and I'll be there like an hour late. Um, and so, yeah, an hour passes, and, and sure enough, um, he shows up to the party, uh, and the first thing that we do is play spike ball <laughs> at the party. <laughs> um, yeah, so after this, we got some tacos, um, and they were, they were more like burritos uh, that were falling apart. Um, but Heather was like, um, he was like, Evan, I, I've never had a taco before, but this looks amazing. Um, and in my head, I was like, oh, sure, bud. <laughs> I think he was just being nice. Um, but yeah, as the night progressed, um, Heather got to meet some more of my friends. Um, and we got the opportunity to play games um, and talk some more. Um, and at this point, I think Heather was just like taking everything in. Because um, this was, like, yeah, again, this was just one of his first days in the, in the country. Um, all the new food, all the new people, um, and just, yeah, just being here. And so um, we, we had moved over to the fire by this point, And um, Heather got to have his first s'more. Uh, so that was really cool. And he was like super fascinated. Uh, by this new dessert. Um, and so, yeah, but it, it turned serious right after that. And, and he's like, Evan, um, sometimes I keep a diary. Um, and he said, essentially, I journal when I've had a special or memorable day. Um, and then he said, today is one of those days. Um, he said, I'll be writing my journal tonight. Um, and I said, I said, thank you. That was like really awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think this was all coming from a person that I had just met earlier that day. Um, yeah, me and Heather continued uh, talking and, and hanging out throughout the quarter. Um, he went to dinner with me and my core. Jake was there. Um, yeah, he introduced me to some other international students on campus. Um, he also gave me a few gifts from Pakistan, so that was really cool. Um, yeah, I only knew Heather face-to-face uh, -face for, for a short time. 
because um, because he was only at Central for for a quarter. Um, but yeah, like Header um, is still in contact with me. Um, he still texts me to this day. Um, like he, he texts me every holiday, which which is pretty crazy. Um, and he still remembers like specific things that we did in Ellensburg. Um, and so I'm always I'm always struck by the by the friendliness of international students on our campus. Um, and, and just like their eagerness uh, to meet others. And so I think we have like a really great opportunity uh, to welcome them to our campus. Uh, and I'm just so glad I got to be a part of like Header's experience here. And so I'm just really glad I like gained a friend that day. So, yeah. Anybody know where Pakistan is? Pakistan used to be part of India, but the government uh, separated them so that the Muslims went into Pakistan and the Hindus stayed in what we call India today. That's a bit of history. Jake, share a story about a specific international student you have welcomed. For sure, for sure. Well, I don't have a picture, but I'm just gonna, gonna get going. Um, yeah, so a couple weeks into last quarter, um, my core had a game night in Holmes. Um, when I walked in, I looked around to see if there were people sitting alone who might want to join us. Um, so I looked around and I saw a guy um, sitting by himself at a table. And I approached him and invited him to play games with us. He said he was on the phone, but would love to join in a couple minutes. And a few minutes later, he joined us, and we all introduced ourselves. He told us that he was from Pakistan, another Pakistan student, wow, um, and that he had moved to Seattle a couple years ago. Um, yeah, for the next couple hours, we all played board games and got to know him. Um, I got his number that night and started texting him and inviting him into my life. Um, we ate lunch together a couple times. Uh, he went swing dancing with my core once. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, right? And he was, just, like, he was just up for it. He was just down. It was crazy. Yeah. He was pretty good at it, too. He picked it up pretty quick. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I invited him, um, yeah, to any hangouts we were having. Um, there was this one night where I brought him back to my house, and I gave him a tour. I played Battleship with him. And I even told him about some of my lingo, such as Bop and Pookie. I don't know if you guys know, but I can, I can tell you. Yeah. He, he thought that was funny, so I was like, okay, cool. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, he and I are still in touch, and we've been trying to hang out consistently. Um, yeah, back when he met me, um, he told me that he had been at Central since September, but no one had ever approached him, um, said hi to him, or asked to hang out. It made me sad that he had to go an entire quarter without friends here at Central, and it made me wonder how many international students on this campus do not feel welcomed or included. Sounds like we have an opportunity. You guys ever scout for people eating alone? I wonder if they would like you to eat with it. I don't know. I, if you find me eating alone, I want you. <laughs> I, just, I, I get lonely. Okay. Uh, question number two, uh, back to Jake. What have you learned from them, and how have they impacted your life, meaning the international? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. One thing I've learned about them is that um, – International students, is, they just really desire friendship. Um, they want to hang out whenever they can and just really enjoy spending time with people. Um, I found in my conversations with international students that they are very receptive to the questions I ask, and they genuinely want to know about me and my life. Um, yeah, International students have been nothing but kind and polite in my interactions with them. Um, they really made a big impact on me. Um, yeah, mainly that they just like brought so much joy to my life. Um, yeah, a couple weeks ago, I was having a conversation with a Japanese student, and he told me how much he loves cats. Um, so I showed him some pictures of my cat, Kimba, from back home, and Maddie's cat, Ninja. Where's Maddie? She's right there. Um, yeah, and he said they were so cute, 
and he asked if I could send them to him. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got his number, and um, I've been continuing to send pictures of the cats, and he's been loving it. He keeps wanting me to send more. Um, he's like, please, like, your pictures are always welcome. I remember when we met, we, uh, I, I have a really cute dog. Her name's Ellie. And um, I showed her a picture of Ellie, and he was like, oh, that's cute. And I was like, do you want this picture too? And he's like, no, just the cats. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's cat. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's been really cool sharing that part of my life with him. Um, cats are pretty cool. I mean, dogs. Uh, they're, they're both great. They're both great. Um, yeah, I've also enjoyed getting to know some words from these students' first languages. Um, one of my international friends is from Pakistan, the same one. And, and he told me a really popular greeting in Balachi, which is his language, is Chialant. Um, now whenever I see him, I can greet him with a saying from his culture that he grew up with. Um, a sillier one was at a hangout a couple weeks ago. Um, we were talking about clothes and what we were wearing, and I asked, what is drip in Balachi? Um, <laughs> and he said that it was pitug, which is funny because that's what a drop kind of sounds like, what dripping sounds like. Um, yeah, and I told him, like, you have some nice pitug on right now. Uh, so we all got a good laugh out of that. Um, yeah. There was another time I asked a student from Japan uh, what beard was in Japanese, and he said it was hiei. Um, and we were standing in a circle of, of dudes. Um, so I went around saying, oh, this guy's a hiei. This guy kind of has a, kind of has a hiei. This guy's a hiei. Then I got to Jackson Pennington. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Jackson. We, uh, we were like, this guy does not have a hiei. Uh, and then we, uh, we laughed about it. Um, I love you, Jackson. Um, yeah, I've also learned how much international students love games. Um, I love games myself, and I've gotten to share and teach some of my favorites I've learned over the years with my international friends. Yeah, all this to say, the time I've gotten to spend with international students has been filled with fun and laughter. Right on, thank you. Great answers. Hey, Evan, give practical tips for how others can welcome international students. What can these guys do? Hmm. Yeah. Um, literally, it's really easy to start. All you have to do is just say hi and, and welcome them to campus. Um, like I mentioned earlier, they're super eager uh, to like talk to people um, and just meet new people. Um, so it's literally just as simple as like saying hi and being like, hey, are you, are you new on campus? Um, I, yeah, I can't tell you how many great conversations I've had uh, when I've just come in with the mindset of like welcoming them. Um, oh, I thought a slide was up. <laughs> yeah. There are great events on campus, like International Cafe. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Um, and there's also uh, World Cat Lounge, which is in Hebler Hall. Um, World Cat Lounge is a space uh, to play games and hang out with international students. Um, shout out to my homie, Alan. I met him at World Cat Lounge. Let's go. Um, yeah, there's also different um, OISP trips. Um, OISP is the Office of International Student Programs. Um, and they have like sponsored trips. And so me and some friends did a trip to Yakima. Uh, maybe, but me and some me and some friends did a trip to Yakima. So I know Sammy Doves was there, <coughs> so 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 that was really fun. Um, and this just gave us like a whole day uh, to meet and spend time with other international students. Um, so yeah, if, if you're nervous about going to these events alone, um, just invite your friends to to come with you. Um, and if yeah, if if you ask me to come to an event with you and I'm free, um, I will also come with you. Um, yeah, the international students on our on our campus uh, they didn't come here to avoid American culture. Honestly, it's quite the opposite. Uh, they're super open to, to talking to us. Um, we just have to step out and meet them. Um, 
so yeah, there's this uh, there's this guy named Andrew Arterbury. So um, yeah, he dropped this this banger quote, um, and he said the um, he talks yeah he talks about the concept of hospitality in this quote, um, and he says an exemplary host does not wait for guests to approach, instead an exemplary host pursues guests. So I'm gonna repeat that. Um, an exemplary host does not wait for guests to approach. Instead, an exemplary host pursues guests. So Central is our backyard. Um, so we should see ourselves as the hosts of Siwoo. Um, I mean, this is, this is definitely something I'm still working on. Um, but imagine what could happen if we all ad adopted like a more invitational and welcoming uh, mindset on our campus. Um, yeah, there are students coming to our campus from, from all around the world. These are, these are the best and, and brightest people from their respective nations. I mean, Alan's probably gonna be a doctor one day, you know. Um, yeah, so like, let's, let's welcome them all by being exemplary hosts, like, and not sitting back, but meeting them where they are. So, yeah. Thanks, Evan. Huh. What does a pig say in Sweden? Nuff, nuff. Those are good questions. <laughs> right there. Ask them all the animal sounds. Very good. Back to a more important question. Let's see. Jake, what are some ways you have personally had to grow to be able to welcome international students? Yeah, for sure. I've had to grow a lot, definitely. Um, yeah. First thing is uh, God really grew me in my openness and my willingness to try new things. Um, uh, for instance, I, had, I really had to grow in my openness to try food from different cultures. Um, I grew up with a pretty small food palette and didn't have a lot of experience eating different foods. Um, and the thing is, uh, food is, food is such a huge component for every culture. Um, and growing in my willingness to try new meals from different nations has given me an outlet to welcome international students. Um, it feels so honoring when someone openly tries the food that I love and grew up with, and I'm sure international students um, feel the same way when we partake in their culture. Um, yeah, learning and immersing ourselves in cultures around the world really grows our hearts for the nations, definitely. Um, not, on, not only has Jesus taught me to invest in international students' cultures, he's also grown me in my ability um, to welcome international students um, into my culture by hosting them. Um, there's a statistic that says that 80% of international students have never been invited into an American home, um, which is sad because these students come to the U.S. to learn about American culture and um, homes are literally the perfect place for that. Um, it's where we eat, where we sleep, and where we spend like a lot of our time. Um, being able to host people well um, is such a great way to invite international students into our lives. Um, and Jesus has taught me to be hospitable to the people who come into my home. Um, the Lord has also grown me in my confidence and boldness to approach international students and start conversations with them. Um, I've learned how to carry on conversations and ask meaningful questions. Um, Learning to talk to students has been such a, such a growing experience for me. Um, um, I'm really just beginning my journey of making international friends, and I'm so excited to continue fostering these relationships. Yeah, so. Wow, good stuff. Um, do you think that an international student might go with you to your core group if you invited them? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that they might go to church if you invited them? Yeah, they want to find out about our culture, and they perceive that to be part of our culture. Do you think that they'd have a Bible study with you if you invited them to a Bible study that you started? Yeah. Uh, have you ever noticed how international students kind of go around in clumps? It's because they're lonely. 
uh, for their people and nobody's reaching out to them. I invited an entire clump to start a Bible study with me, a bunch of Muslims, and they invited their imam. You know what an imam is? It's kind of like their spiritual leader. And we're having this great Bible study, and the imam stops and, and looks at all the guys and says, listen to Michael. He is telling you exactly what you need to know. Is that crazy? Yeah, we're just going through the Old Testament together. Very exciting what God can do. We're going to end with one last question. Evan, could you share some resources that have helped you in your journey of reaching out to the internationals? Yeah. Um, you want to put up that slide that you had up? Um, yeah, so, so DTN. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. I'm wearing the shirt right now. Shout out DTN. Um, yeah, it stands for Discover the Nations. Um, it's up in Bellingham uh, every winter. Um, yeah, so these are some pictures from DTN. Uh, that is Jonathan and, and Jeff. Um, they're awesome. They love international students, and they just, yeah, they just blessed us with a, with a bunch of really good knowledge. Um, and I'll tell you about some of these other pictures in a minute. Um, but yeah, uh, DTN, um, you get a chance to gain perspective on other cultures um, and religions. Um, and you also get to hear from current international students and ask them questions. Um, while gaining helpful tools for international student outreach. Um, so to cap off the conference, um, you get a chance to apply these skills um, and the knowledge that you've acquired uh, with this event called Talk Time. Um, so at, at this past DTN, we had this thing called Mega Talk Time. Um, and there were international students from Whatcom Community College, um, Western Washington University, um, and Skagit Valley College. So there's a bunch of international students. Um, and yeah, this Talk Time event was a space for international students to talk to American students um, play games and, and share a meal. Um, and so, yeah, at the beginning we did this invisible map exercise um, and the speaker said, pretend Seattle is like over there and then pretend New Zealand is over there. Um, and then they asked us questions like, where does the best food in the world come from? Um, and then we had to move around on the map. Um, so so that, was really, that was really cool. Um, and then after this, we got to do a scavenger hunt. Um, that's, my, that's my team right there. So that, that, was, that was really fun. Um, yeah. And let me find my place, sorry. Um, yeah, DTN is, is a blast. I highly recommend it. Um, it's, a, it's a great event um, filled with lots of, a, lots of equipping, uh, learning, and encouragement. Um, and there's just like a lot of people, a lot of really happy people there. That's, that's a picture from Talk Time. Um, and just the room was just packed. And so it was really awesome. Um, yeah. And then another resource, um, this, is, this is the most important resource. Um, so if you take nothing else away from me tonight, uh, just make sure you hear this one. Um, so the next the next resource is prayer. Prayer is super important. Um, whether that be setting up a space to meet international students um, or praying that they would be eager to meet others, um, the simple fact is that that none of us can change our open hearts. Um, that is only something God can do. Um, and so prayer is is literally of the utmost importance. Um, all my interactions with international students, um, at least in the past year, uh, have been marked by prayer. Um, so yeah, wh whether that be uh, praying for an international student that I didn't know existed before an event, um, or bringing their name to the cross after an event uh, by praying for them by name, um, yeah, like prayer um, and allowing Jesus to work in me and in the hearts of others has been the greatest like single factor in my outreach. Um, and yeah, part, part of that impact um, was changing my heart towards international students. Um, and we also know that when we pray, um, it changes us to have a heart more aligned to God's. Um, and so you can easily start by praying for the nations, um, praying for international students on our campus, uh, or students that you know personally. Um, and if you don't know anyone, you can pray that you would meet people on campus. Um, the possibilities are endless, honestly. 
Um, and things are different when we're intentional about bringing God into the mix. So, yeah. Good job, guys. Let's pump it up for these guys. We're going to take a, a few moments right now where uh, you're going to pull out your journal and your pen and just listen to the Lord and write down some of the stuff that he was telling you and maybe come up with a, a, an action step. Uh, I've got some questions you could answer. Like, number one, uh, what are the barriers in your own heart stopping you from welcoming an international student? What are the barriers in your own heart stopping you from welcoming international students? And then a uh, second question is, uh, what is the Lord prompting you to do after hearing about welcoming international students? <laughs> 